Atlanta Journal-Constitution, he explains what the law really does regarding food and water. Voters can... Clouds going to increase tonight with the clouds tomorrow afternoon. We'll have some scattered afternoon showers or a thunderstorm. Rain chance is going to be minimal tonight and tomorrow morning. Overnight low, 50s to near 60. Tomorrow afternoon's highs warming up quite a bit again back to the upper 70s to near 80. Tomorrow night, not as chilly. Those loads of 60s under the clouds. Rounds of showers or thunderstorm. Wednesday afternoon, leaning is back to some cooler weather. Wednesday night and Thursday. Wednesday's highs of 80. Sunshine Thursday with highs in the mid-60s. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. But music means it is time for the food show, the Tom Fitzmorris food show. But this voice, as you know, is not Tom Fitzmorris. It's the female Fitzmorris, Marianne Fitzmorris. Tom was just here a minute ago. He's not here now. He'll come and go. Sort of like, um, was that I Dream of Jeannie? Poof. There he goes. Anyway, uh, he may be sitting in. I actually really encouraged him to sit in today because... We've had some experiences that I wish that he would talk about. What a spectacularly beautiful day outside. We have a very large um, bank of windows at the house here. And um, Tom's office has also a bunch of windows, but they're not as panoramic. So when Jude was here, he moved me into the office to do the show and it lasted one day because I like looking around outside at the woods and the sunshine and not so much at the clouds, but it's not cloudy today. It's beautiful and so it feels good. Sunshine is good. I get more than my share of vitamin D. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me for sure, Tom maybe. But uh, we would love to continue the food conversation, our little two-hour daily escape from, you know, everything else. So the reason I wanted Tom to talk today was that we went to New Orleans Food and Spirits, as we always do, uh, to get some oysters. Because I felt a little bad. Last night, we went to go get Tom oysters at Chimes, and... We ordered them as an appetizer, but his roast beef poor boy came before the oysters. The oysters were still nowhere in sight when he was at halfway through his poor boy. So I canceled them because, I mean, if an appetizer comes as a dessert, that you know doesn't make any sense, especially when it's a $15 appetizer and when you know Tom is not eating as much as he used to, so he's going to quit halfway through. So I canceled him and I felt guilty though. I thought, you know, I feel, I feel bad denying him his daily oysters. So 
I made a point of saying we were going to go to New Orleans Food and Spirits today. I love that place. It is not... It is not gourmet in any way. It is not ordinary in any way. It's good. It's minimally priced. They are not, they are not pretending to serve you the best ingredients out there. They're kind of cooking like your mama did. And they might be even using things that your mama did. But it's really good. My brother, my baby brother, who I'm very close to because we share the same bank of insanities, and uh, he told me, he used to work um, out near the one in Lakeview, and he used to go there all the time, and as a matter of fact, I ran into him several times there, but he used to talk about how great the meatballs and spaghetti was at New Orleans Food and Spirits. And I thought, what? So today, for some inexplicable reason, Tom decided to veer off of his programmed course and not get the pecan-crusted blackened catfish. He got meatballs and spaghetti. And as usual, he ate about half of it and decided he wasn't going to eat anymore. And I took a few bites of it. It was really good. My brother was 100% correct. It's really good. Watch the dog, babe. Close to the dog there. Anyway, um, the dog has the most hilarious look of terror whenever Tom goes by because he's been stepped on once or twice by Tom. Anyway, um, it was spicy. It had that little hint of Italian anise. You know what I think really made it good? I like the taste of green bell pepper. I like the way it adds kind of a sweetness to the dish, but also a pepper to the dish. It's, I just like the flavor in things, particularly in red sauces. And uh, we saw a big piece of one when it came to the table. It was a giant meatball. It was a nice, soft meatball. There was nothing hard about this. It was really good. Tom, did you like your meatballs and spaghetti at New Orleans Food and Spirits? The meatballs and spaghetti at New Orleans Food and Spirits. It was good, wasn't I didn't it? Because I was sitting across from you. Oh. <laughs> and I ate most of it because you you decided it was too much. But it was really good. And I, I will look forward to going back and getting that again. I mean, you don't expect it in a place like that because it's not an Italian restaurant. What it is, is it's a neighborhood restaurant with all of the kinds of things that you would see in this neck of the woods, a muffalata, you know, some Sicilian Italian meatballs and spaghetti, red beans and rice, all of these things, but they're all a good version of these things. And we always like to go. Anyway, if you are a fan of New Orleans food and spirits, or even if you're not, give us a call, 5569696. We also, oh, oh, I know what else I wanted to say. This morning, yes. I decided to do an experiment. 
An experiment. I experimented on Tom with breakfast this morning. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, you know that uh, that Jeff Morrow guy that's going to be on in April. His name is Jeff Morrow. He is on the Food Network. Oh, He's on that show him. that's on every time we're at Matina Bella. And so he, I was looking at the show because we're going to be talking to him. And I just wanted to be a little familiar with, you know, who he is and, you know, what he's like and all that. So I looked at the show and there was, it's like the best bite of food I ever ate. And so there was this one part from the Toa-Mec franchise in Los Angeles. It's three restaurants. We've been, we've been to mm -hmm. Petit Toa several times on Ventura. Anyway, it's really, really good. So this was a different, oh, Henry, you got to try this. This was a different way of doing hash browns. Now, I'm open to challengers to my hash browns, which are a 10 out of 10. I have no problem bragging about my hash browns. So um, it was, did you hear us talking about this? I'm, I'm not sure what day I talked about it, where he, he shreds the potatoes, they're raw, puts them in the oven and he bakes the potato shredded in like a cake. And then he cuts it into squares and deep fries this and that's his hash browns. Did you hear me talking about that? I uh, uh, heard of that, uh, but the expression of it is uh, even more convincing. I agree. It's, uh, I did hear uh, it last I, week. I remember yeah. when they yeah. were uh, a lot it's in, not as good Go in ahead. the BR. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd see all kinds of stuff that these guys. It was a little on the yeah round it, side. It was um, it was a good like crispy kind of cookie, like you could pick it up and eat it like a cookie. And it's probably because his was twice the height of mine. I put mine in a brown in a uh, cast iron skillet. And it was only one potato. And essentially, I just did it because I had an extra potato laying around. So I, I cut it up and um, shredded it. And then it was maybe half an inch when it went into the oven. And then it shrunk with the water to about a quarter of an inch. So that was a little bit less than what his is. Also, what I noticed about it was it turned gray, which is extremely unappealing you know, um, to look at. So, um, I deep fried it this morning and I had a picture. I made send you the picture, Henry, so you can put it up the, on the website. I did ham as a base mm -hmm. and then I put some cheddar cheese on top of the ham. So it melted a little bit. Then I put the, uh, I put actually a double stack of this little hash brown cracker and then I put a sunny egg on top. And um, it was good. I mean, it was fine, but it was not, I, I don't consider it hash browns. I considered it more like a potato cracker. And it was deep fried and it had the requisite sort of oil around it. So it was not, it was not great, but I could see where people could really dig it. I could see how people could be really you know, I, I, enthusiastic I, about it if it's done better than what I did. I could uh, also take in the fact that if you were to pick up one 
of those uh, lobes that you had in one of them. You had two of them, right? I had two. It was stacked. And yeah. then, and then you sat down with the uh, with the both of them. Yeah. Uh, you'll have uh, some little prickers of uh, tickly spices and uh, and but more than that a place to do all your work with this on the food show yeah and i it uh was i always thought a little bit too much on everything he or she says it except for the ones that really taste good yeah all right let's take a break five five six nine six nine six if you want to talk about this or anything else having to do with food we'll be back Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage, and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Yes, indeed. We need to get some theme music for Eric because I'm so thrilled when he calls. This is my friend Eric who is right in there in terms of intensity the pizza man. We have to find some pizza theme music for Eric. Hi. Well, I hope this is that Eric. Right now it's like um, <laughs> some kind of like blood pressure song because I'm on the West Bank Express. I don't know, two miles from the bridge, and not moving at all. So I am, I'm not happy. But I did, I did do as you commanded and. Uh, <laughs> Went to Rizzuto's while I was on the West Bank doing other errands. So why don't you um, turn around and go the Kiki Long report. Bridge? That's a different kind You're going of going to battery anyway. I, I because my office is closer to the other end. It's out by uh, New Orleans Food and Spirits. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'd race anyway, you if I if I if I was over there. I'd race you and see who gets there faster. Because yeah, I did well, that right once. Beat the heck out of me right now, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm saying sometimes it just it dies. Like I had to get back and do the show. I went over to Tony Mandina's for lunch, and I had to get back and do the show, and I was completely panicked because it doesn't move at a certain time of the day sometimes. But I do usually spin around and and uh, you know I mean so it, this isn't like Los Angeles where you know you got an extra five miles of moving. So by the time you, you know. By the time you sit in the traffic, if you went the other way, you'd probably still beat yourself. Anyway, go ahead. Tell us about. Yeah, I can, I can now see the fire truck and, and both of the uh, rescue vehicles, so I'm going to be. Okay. I'm going to okay. be on this thing for a while. Anyway, so I didn't realize it was way out on Bell Chase Highway to begin with. Um, <laughs> Hence the address, anyway. Bell Chase Highway. Hey, I didn't look at it, so I put it in ways on the way out there. <laughs> 
Okay. It must have been a restaurant Talk before. about a long drive. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Um, it must <laughs> have been these... a restaurant before. But I don't know what it's it was. Huge. Um, uh, it, 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 it takes on the aura of a New York pizzeria right now. Uh, red and white checkered tablecloths. Um, the service was, eh, but it's lunchtime and they're probably not fully staffed. Um, were they busy? The Honestly, they were busier than I would have thought. Uh-huh. And the pizza didn't take, they must have a really hot oven because it didn't take that long to get there. Um, well, you know, those guys are I, the Amici guys, right? They had Amici oh, on do? magazine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. maybe they took their pizza oven from Amici and that's what they're, you know, put it in storage and now they're uh, back doing that. That would make sense because they definitely did know what they were doing. Um, you saw my pictures like you like yeah. a little, little cheesier than I like. Um, yeah. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what the sauce tastes like. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would have to peel the the cheese off the crust, but it was a very thin crust, as as witnessed by that picture I sent you. Um, and you know, I love it charred, mm-hmm. but char is one thing, burned is another. Um, yeah. And the entire bottom of the pizza was burned. So, oh no! You should have sent it back. Okay, so was the what, did the pizza crust hold up or did it you know flop yeah. over? Yep, it yep. flopped. Nope. It flopped over. Um, n- not as no no no, it held up pretty good. Oh good, as okay good. Cheese, as much cheese it was on that thing, <laughs> um, it held up really good. The undercarriage is good, so okay good uh, good. Now is it by the slice or whole pies only? So, I would have been in a lot better shape if I had been able to go in there and just get a slice. But it's oh, okay. it's sit down or take out. Okay. But it's the entire pie. That's the only way they do okay. it. Okay. So. Okay. Well, yeah. that's probably not such a great idea. But we'll see how that goes for him. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. It, honestly, by the looks of what I was there at one o'clock in the afternoon, um, uh-huh. that was that was a substantial crowd for Monday afternoon at one o'clock in the afternoon. So. Well, they're pretty active on social media, so, you know, that might attribute some of that. Uh, but, I mean, uh, it wouldn't you wouldn't expect Mary the... Lee's, Mary Lee's crowd was not there. Um, <laughs> I know, so, but, but Mary Lee's crowd can tell their parents. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine that the Bell Chase Highway group is on Instagram, so I don't know. I don't know. Look around this place, and you are absolutely correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, anyway, <laughs> that's it. I went. I did what I did as instructed. Um, it, it, <laughs> if you're out there, it's a good pizza. It really was a good uh-huh. pizza. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, good. Uh, right. Eric is always going to check out. Like I said, I, I have a mission for him, and I knew he would accept it because if it's pizza, he's got, he's there. All right. Did your uh, in-laws leave? Uh, did they do any more eating while they were here? Uh, they did it without me because they were at a wedding that I wasn't invited to. So, um, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I, um, I'm, right. I'm looking for a new hamburger too. And I hear Seaworthy is the place to go. Seaworthy. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. I know Seaworthy, but I'm not, I can't imagine hamburger. Well, you know, Seaworthy is, um, is the Ace Hotel. That's, uh, 
it's Josephine yeah. Estelle, they're all together. So, I mean, look, the Ace Hotel ought to be able to do a great hamburger, you know? I mean, I think, do you like Josephine Estelle? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. I do, I do too. I do too. I don't, yeah. I don't, <laughs> let's see if we can do that in unison. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, Three, two, two one. I do too. <laughs> Go ahead, what? I do too. <laughs> I've got two reports <laughs> that the hamburger there is good. So I'm going to go check. Okay. All right. Now, are they doing fresh weekend, cut fries? Because so. you know that's that's part of it for me. Yeah. Are they doing fresh cut fries? I know. They probably are. I didn't hear that part. I did not hear uh -huh. that part. Seaworthy. So. Wow. Okay. Because, I mean, Seaworthy, when they started, they were strictly fish, you know, which, by the way, I should have said, told you that one, too, as a as a seafood place when I gave you those suggestions. Oh, I, I put their menu and then I saw hamburger and I go, wow, I guess they do, because two guys, huh. two of my friends are like that. So. Really? Okay, well, yeah, you're going to have to you check that out. Send me a pic. Somebody over there. Uh, Eric is my roving reporter. He's the investigative reporter for this show. I will. I will check it out. You have a good rest of the week. Okay. <laughs> All right. You take care. Bye bye. All right. That's my buddy Eric, who is um, extremely passionate about his food, and um, and we love to talk about food. Five five six nine six nine six. I should have had him be the sponsored call. That's the least I can do. You know what? He is the sponsored call. He's still listening. I'm going to make him the sponsored call. Cava Bistro is sponsoring Eric's call. Unbeknownst to him, Cava Bistro is sponsoring Eric's call. This is fine dining in Metairie. It is across the street from Basil's Ace Hardware in the former space of Cypress Bistro. Cava Bistro is Danny Millen back in the kitchen doing the real gourmet deal. It's a small menu. It's a small place. It's cozy. It's intimate. It's candlelight and roses and tom said it reminds him of louis the 16th so cava bistro if you haven't been go see what it's all about tuesday wednesday is the best day to get in there cava bistro that's c-a-v-a -A. somebody spelled it cava with a k it's c-a-v-a -A, like the spanish wine five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we're here tom hello joined us how was your spaghetti and meatballs today? Spaghetti and meatballs. Or we, spaghetti and meatballs, singular. You could have either one of them in the same swish of your earberg. It was the size, the meatball was like the size of a softball. Wait, not a softball, like cabbage ball softball. Not that big, but a softball as hard softball. I never could figure out why they called a ball as hard as a softball a softball. I mean, a cabbage ball makes more sense. But anyway, it's that size, the actual softball size. Anyway, it was good. It was, it was um, soft, easy to cut, easy to eat, and really good. I'm not a fan of angel hair. Are you, Tom? Do you like angel hair pasta? Angel hair pasta, that's yeah, my I'm, favorite for the white ones. Is it really? You like angel hair? Yeah, I think it really makes a difference. I, really? I, I do the, too, but I don't think it's a good difference. Oh, yeah, it'll make a difference. I don't, I don't Going really over like to Bata, with, go see Mr. Joe. Uh -huh. uh, that's the one oh, in Oh, over at uh, Impostados? Impostados? Impostados, but he has You're talking about his uh, fettuccine, though, aren't you? 
Hmm? Are you talking about his fettuccine? Yeah, this it's uh, the cheese. No, I'm is talking just... about angel hair. Angel hair starts getting into like a ball of soft pasta. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I it starts kind of mushing together. I think angel hair, unless it's got well, lots and lots of it. olive oil on it. So right? it's, to me, it's the thinness of the pasta. I know, I don't it, like it. It's so delicate it's and like it releases it. so much table uh, uh -huh. release uh, that it it's worth taking the extra ride to do this uh, on the other hand i cooked some bucatini I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this but i've already i've already admitted i'm off the rails so um we had uh nicole gave me some bucatini for the milanese and we didn't use it all so i made the rest of it over the weekend because the package was already open and I, I mean, that was my excuse for doing it. So I cooked the bucatini and I made the Rocky and Carlos version of mac and cheese. And I have to say, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Rocky and Carlos mac and cheese. Bucatini is thick so it's not that easy to cut and when you scoop out some mac and cheese you don't want a big long noodle coming with you I, that's just me i i've decided that i think that cavatappi is probably the best mac and cheese for to my taste anyway Five five six nine six nine six is the number uh, i did i only used a little bit of cheese though because we like our mac and cheese in a really obscene sort of way where the top gets like this thick crust of crunchy cheese on it and sometimes we even flip it over and put more cheese on it but but we didn't do that because i didn't have enough and i thought you know what mac and cheese needs a lot of mac and cheese i mean it's a lot of cheese i can do without it i know because you think it's kid food but you're wrong it it's delicious food <laughs> All right, we'll be back after the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network, 5569696 if you want to talk to us. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. A new poll shows 68% of Louisianans believe using or possessing marijuana should not be illegal. Matt Duell has the story. It's a 9% increase from last year's JMC Analytics poll. Pollster John Cuvion says at this point support is widespread. But they cut virtually across all partisan racial demographic lines with one small exception, and that was those who are 65 years of age or older. Cuvion says legalization is one policy where there's a wide gap between what politicians and the public want. Every poll I've ever conducted going all the way back to 2014, attitudes have been favorable and have gotten more so in the last years. I'm Matt Doyle. The Louisiana Housing Corporation is holding a virtual information session to assist landlords and renters with information about the U.S. Treasury Emergency Rental Assistance Program for those with financial hardship. It'll be at 5.30 today and you can visit LASTATERENT.COM for more information. LRN. All across Louisiana. More and more residents are able to get the FDA-authorized two-dose vaccine for COVID-19. It tested nearly 95% effective in clinical trials. With more than 70,000 patients. So if you're ready to attend sporting events again. Greet everyone with hugs and handshakes again. And just get life back to normal again. Join the rest of Louisiana 
having ghost leaves up to help end the pandemic. Get the facts at covidvaccine.la.gov or call 211. The holiday season is an important but busy time for Louisiana families. Our goal is to help them save time for enjoying the company of their loved ones. The Incredible Egg makes the most of the holiday season by offering tasty recipes sure to delight. Visit laeggs.com for time-saving recipes, ideas, and tips on the versatility of eggs. This message is brought to you by the Louisiana Egg Commission and the Certified Louisiana Farm to Table Program. I'm Commissioner Mike Strain reminding you to include the incredible egg at your holiday table. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one of a Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. On April 2nd, the Funky Uncle will be celebrating its one-year anniversary with a very special performance from the soul queen of New Orleans, Irma Thomas, along with other very special guests. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. That moaning and groaning in the back is my big puppy. 5569696 is the number. We went to Middendorf's over the weekend. So also, we. yes, Tom, what did you think of Middendorf's? It was nice to see the Pfeiffers. Well, they're fat. If you love catfish, uh-huh. you're, you're in great shape there. Because yeah. they have, I think, about a dozen different ways of doing it. And they do most of the complete uh, putting it's together. It's just two, thin and thick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it, it, it's always big, at least on the weekends. It's mornings for a lunch uh, during the day. Uh, for some reason, that's not a big, big part of it. But they have uh, a, a history of that place going back to the 1930s. I remember on my way from uh, Hammonds, let's say, and then mm-hmm. get, go through there. And I yep. said, what? It's, this is so good. What is it doing out here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know then or now, really, but they, uh, they're they very busy, and uh, they have a great local clientele, and for the, for the world, too, because they get a lot of people They're coming through. up, I think, on 90 years old. They were 85 a few years <clears throat> ago, so they're probably like 88 years old now. But uh, we had a nice time visiting with Horst and Karen, and uh, got the employer's perspective on COVID world and how difficult it is to uh, get employees to work is the, is the problem. And uh, so they're doing the best they can. It was great as always. Um, they have, you know what? I was talking about tartar sauce and how hard it is to find a good tartar sauce. That is a good tartar sauce. Mm. And uh, my they, wife is they, crazy about that. 
they uh, uh, don't allow themselves to be annoyed by people like me who never have enough tartar sauce. So the tartar sauce sits on the table in a ketchup style bottle and you can just have as much of it as you want. And it's very, it's very lemony. It's, it's pickly and lemony and it's really, really good. Henry, have you ever been to Middendorf's? What? Yeah, I enjoy Middendorf's. Okay. It's a it's okay. a fun little little drive yeah, out there. It is. Now, I guess you've been to the one, the Manchac original location, right? I have, yeah. That's the one I've been yeah. to the most. Yeah. Uh, that deck on a beautiful day is just oh, spectacular. So nice. Very, oh, very nice. It's really great. And then they have the new way of eating where you can just go order at the counter and then they bring it to you. So they have the fast, casual deck out there. Ooh. Which is, yeah, did you know that? that I did not like, know that. That sounds yeah. fantastic, though, because yeah. I've always wanted to eat outside there. Yes. Well, they have this deck that appeared years ago when they, they changed things up in the dining room. And then they added, well, they added a lot of stuff. They have the chicken coop and the sand pit for the kids. And then there was mm -hmm. this deck that was rarely used. And then they, like... I don't know, maybe a little over a year ago, because I know we went about a year ago, and it was, it's a fast casual thing. So you go out there, the deck is packed now, and it's literally right on the water, you know? So, um... It's in a beautiful location, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really, I, I just find it fascinating to drive out there and to look into all of those Trinas says I don't know what the plural of Trinas is, I guess Trinas is, and see the um, the entire world of the shrimpers and just that whole, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, this is part of my sociological bent coming out, but I just, I find it fascinating all the different lives there are out there, you know, and not there, but just in the world. And that is one that fascinates me just to see you know, down each one of those little trinas, that's the word for it, uh, and all of the camp, the encampments, but that's where people live. That's not like, you know, their, their little camp to go out there. That's, they live there. And it's, it's just fascinating to see that. I mean, I would kind of like to really go in there and explore that a little bit. But, but then, you know, you don't want to intrude, but I do, I enjoy watching it from up above and looking down and you get to kind of see the whole lifestyle there. But, um, the fast casual environment at Middendorf's is a great new development. So you go order at the counter and they bring it out to you and it's first come first serve for a table. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's cool. So you have the two options now, but you have three options because you have the original building, which is, you know, its own really cool vibe. And then you have the new one and now you have the, the deck for the fast casual. But we love Middendorf's, and it was our intention, and our intentions always evolve minute to minute here. It was my intention to go to Bay St. Louis to the Thorny Oyster, which is the Bay St. Louis uh, sister of our one of our super favorites, Oxlot 9 here. And um, the Hansels are like, you know, right up at the top in terms of best restaurateurs in our book anyway. And so they have opened two spots in the Pearl Hotel on Bay Street in Bay St. Louis, which is an adorable little town. If you haven't been, you're going to be gape-mouthed 
at, uh, at the changes that have occurred in Bay St. Louis. But um, they just opened Thorny Oyster, which is their upscale place, and they have Smoke the Barbecue Place, and that's the daytime one. And then at 5 o'clock, they open Thorny Oyster. So I asked Tom if he wanted to make the trip out there, knowing full well how risky that was. So we got in the car, and Tom decided he didn't want to go that far, about 20 minutes east of here. So I said, okay, we're coming up to Slidell. Let's go to Middendorf's. So we wound up going to Middendorf's, which was always great. And we had a seafood platter that we split because they had a stuffed crab. I was going to get just a, a thin catfish platter, but then I saw stuffed crab and I thought, you know, we're always talking about stuffed crab. Let me get this stuffed crab. I think what they ought to do there is add to their mayos. Uh, they ought to do... Uh, with a fried oyster, not fry, excuse me. They uh, had fried oysters. Uh, grilled oysters was what I was shooting for. Oh, you mean and, like do char grills there? Yeah. That's I so don't think popular. They do. They have like an oyster pan thing. They have like a they have like a Mosca's kind of Italian oyster there. You've had it. It's not it's not grilled oysters. It's right. that it's not fried oysters. It's not fried, it's not grilled. But you remember having the um Oysters in like a pewter pan that is grilled or baked with uh, olive oil and Italian breadcrumbs. It's like a Mosca dish. They have those there. You've had that before. Anyway, we uh, didn't get the seafood um, fried catfish. We got that on the seafood platter. But the stuffed crab, so I'm going to go back on what I said a few days ago. I said I'm highly suspicious of any stuffed crab that sits like a mountain off of a crab shell. I'm highly suspicious of that. And I think these were real crab shells. I didn't pay that much attention to it, but I think it was, a, it was definitely a real crab shell because I was digging out more stuffed crab from underneath the little lip. So uh, this was one of those gigantic, you know, mound of stuffed crab, but it was really good. It had a lot of crab in it. So I have to say, I'm taking back what I said about those can never be good because this one was good. I am retracting my statement about that. It was, uh, the seafood platter was not really all that plentiful. There were several pieces of thin cut catfish there were two hush puppies. There were maybe four oysters, maybe four shrimp, or maybe not. There were not a lot of shrimp or oysters on it. A lot of fries and the stuffed crab. But it was not, it was a perfectly good sized platter and it was a great price for $21. So um, it's just, you're, you're used to seeing a big pile of seafood when you say seafood platter, and it doesn't have to be. And I, I got to get myself out of that too. Anyway, it was good. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed visiting with the Pfeifers. It was a beautiful day. Nothing wrong with that trip. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're just talking about food. That's what we always do. Thank you. Right here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Looks like Le Petit Grocery opened today in 2004. Is that restaurant that old? I had no idea. Hmm. Um, 
It was a spinoff of Paris Style, where Anton and Diane Schulte worked before opening the grocery with partner and gourmet caterer Joel Dundee. Dundas, when they left to open Bistro Daisy, Justin Devilliers took over as chef. He has since bought the restaurant. La Petite Grocery is named for the Frank A. Von Der Haar Grocery, a first-class food emporium that operated for decades in that building. The renovation that resulted in the restaurant left a few signs of the old days. Remember the ceiling in particular. La Petite Grocery was one of the first major uptown restaurants to reopen after the hurricane. For many Orleanians, it was the place where they reconnected with friends after the storm and saw that it was possible for the life we love to go on. Speaking of which, Tom. Yes. Don the Gourmet Neighbor. Don the Gourmet Don Neighbor. Don the Gourmet Neighbor. Yeah. Texted me a picture of a book that he bought in the French Quarter in a new bookstore, which I'll have to get the name of. Mm-hmm. And guess what the book was? And I couldn't believe he had never read it. Well, what does it the say? The book was Hungry Town. Hungry Town. You haven't read Hungry Town before? I read Hungry Town, but Don the Gourmet Neighbor had not read Hungry Town. Oh. Crescent City Books in the French Quarter. Yeah, he said they were almost out of them, so I'm glad to hear that it's still selling. Anyone who hasn't read Hungry Town should. It is a fine piece of work, if I do say so myself, as your wife. Well, I didn't have you. anything to do with it, but it was a fine piece of work. 5569696, we'll be back right after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True enough, it is grilling weather coming up now every single day, more so than the next, and it is a beautiful day. If there was anyone here to eat it besides me, I would throw something on the grill myself today. But go see Basil's Ace Hardware. Fred and Joy Rittler over there would be happy to show you their Weber grills, their um, Traeger grills, and there are seven different kinds of big green eggs, one in your price range to suit your needs. Basil's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters. If you don't need a grill, you need accessories, go on over there and see them. Very nice people, Basil's Ace Hardware. Want to mention that Antoine's is a fantastic place to go. You did? If you are looking for the authentic New Orleans food. They better be good at it, 181 years running. 
Antoine's is a great place to have not only the great classic New Orleans food, but a party featuring that food. We did Tom's birthday there. They can accommodate any size group that you have. They have a lot of different rooms and still comply with all of the protocols out there. They had a fantastic, we had like three choices of entrees. Uh, we had a lot of appetizers, the um, platters of souffle potatoes. It was very, they're very easy to work with. It was great. They created a great menu with us. The food was fantastic. It was hot when it came out of the kitchen. Unlike a lot of places when you have a bunch of people sitting down at the same time, it was hot. Charles and his able assistant Silas took incredibly good care of us. We loved that party, and you'll love yours too if you call Antoine's. If you want to experience Antoine's a little bit less expensively, they have their three-course lunch menu, $21. If you want to pair that with wine, $16 extra. There's also the Hermes Bar. Antoine's, there's happy hour every day there. Antoine's, as Tom says, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. There's only one world in the world. That's right. And Antoine's is in it. And you're lucky to have them in this city right there where you can experience it yourself. 713 St. Louis, the phone number if you want to make a reservation is 581-4422. So, Tom. Yes. Let's see, there was something I wanted to mention out of your almanac today. Gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> today in 1930, Turkish 1930s. authorities changed the name of... I'm, so, I'm glad you're visiting today, Tom, because you're going to love it when I say this. Today in 1930, Turkish authorities changed the name of Constantinople to ah. Istanbul. In the same stroke, they changed the name of Bean Dip to Hamas. I know how you love it when I say Hamas in that way. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Istanbul. A very interesting place. And hummus, so many ways to not say it, but eat it. A lot of good hummus out there. But I do love to say that for Tom, because I know how it annoys him. 5569696, Gettable Dictionary Word of the Day today is brought to you by Dorgnacks. Dorgnacks makes their own Creole cream cheese, and they sell out of it every single day. So if you're looking for Creole cream cheese, mix, head over there and get some. need to meet that guy. Yeah. Today's the edible dictionary word is pasta culisarde. Also called oh. pasta consarde, this is a traditional dish served on St. Joseph's Day in Sicily, as well as anywhere else with a Sicilian heritage. The sardi are Mediterranean sardines, five or six inches long, broiled or fried, served whole, Garlic and sardines. almost entirely edible. Some people eat the heads. Those, those would be people in Sicily, not here. These accompany pasta tossed with a tomato sauce. The traditional pasta used is bucatini or percatelli, two names for a thick string pasta with a small hole running through it. The pasta is topped not with cheese but breadcrumbs, which recalls not only the privations of Lent, <clears throat> but also the sawdust of St. Joseph's carpentry. Since St. Joseph's Day is always in Lent, 
It's a meatless dish. This sounds like the Milanese that uh, Nicole gave me. And um, hers had some beans in it too. And that's the bucatini that I finished up over the weekend. St. Thomas Aquinas said, I do love everything he says. St. Thomas Aquinas, ha Aquinas mm -hmm. has the words to drink by today. <laughs> drink to the point of hilarity. I like it. That's what most people do. They drink to the point of hilarity. And if you're with someone who has drunk to the point of hilarity, you don't even have to drink to the point of hilarity yourself. You just get the benefit of them having done it. It's fun being with drunk people sometimes. Sometimes it is. Especially when those people are not all that much fun when they're not drunk. That's when, that's when it gets funner. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're just talking about food, blathering on as we always do about food. As I have so often said about this show, it's a yellow brick road. We start in one place and it winds up all over the place. And we don't know where it's going to go, but that depends on you as much as it does on us. So that means call us, 556-9696. The words to eat by today are from Virginia Woolf. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know she drowned herself in 1941. Sometimes there's, you know, kind of shocking things in your almanac, Tom. It is part of the novelist's convention, not to mention soup and salmon and ducklings, as if soup and salmon and ducklings were of no importance. Speaking of ducklings, again, here's that yellow brick road. We have these ducks. Whose? We don't have ducks. Oh. But we have ducks in our world over here who started out at the end of the road, which doesn't go anywhere. They start out at the end of the road, and there are ditches on both sides of the road. So the ducks decided to start moving down the road closer to where, where the gate by our house. And um, I was out riding my bike before the show, as I often am. And I noticed that one of the ducklings was in the ditch because they like to hang out in the ditch. It's really fun to leave... Um, leave our house and get out onto the road because you always have to avoid ducks. Like, you know, you see these these British movies where you have to move the sheep off the road. That's kind of like what it is with ducks in the ditch here. So um, the sad part about the ducks is they have lots and lots of babies and then they all get eaten. And so there's just one duck that made it to almost adult stage. And I saw him in the ditch today. Not that this means anything, but this is just the kind of stuff that we babble on about on the food show. Let's go to, oh, Jane, I asked Jane to call because she sent us a picture over the weekend about boiled peanuts. Jane, hello. <laughs> hello, Mary and Tom. Hey. Yes, we went to the uh, Slidell Street Fair Saturday just for a couple of hours. It was very, very nice. We had a good time. Where was it? I saw that we were actually in Slidell from Middendorf's, and we saw the Slidell Street Fair signs. Where was it? 
Oh, it's in Old Town. Okay. It's, um, yeah, yeah, in the Old Town. It takes up quite a few blocks over there. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and it was, what is it? Is it food or crafts or what? All of the above. Arts and crafts and food uh-huh. and drinks. Well, no, I don't think there was any alcohol, but uh-huh. um, all sorts of things. It was really, really good. They had, was um, that the first time you went or do you go every year? Uh, we used to, but this is the first time we've been probably in six or seven or eight years. Oh, I don't know wow. why. We just we just skipped it. We just had stuff going on, I guess. <laughs> I'm the surprised they had it. Uh, me too. And I don't know if they had it last year. I think this was the uh, 40th annual oh, fair. So wow. Maybe they did. And it's usually no, I'm sure they didn't years. have it last year. Nobody had anything last year. So mm-hmm. I'm glad people are coming back and doing that sort of thing this year. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a nice a nice crowd, but it wasn't uh-huh. crowded. It was uh-huh. a plenty elbow room, or easily walk around and look at everything and uh-huh. sample things. And, we and had, you sampled boiled peanuts. Yeah, we bought them on the way out. And actually, we found out, uh, we talked to the guy, he's a part of the farmer's market that's there uh-huh. every Saturday, like 8 to noon or something like that. Uh-huh. So they have quite a few booths uh, there of jellies and jams uh-huh. and fresh boiled vegetables peanuts. and fresh fruit, boiled peanuts. Okay. <laughs> and, so uh, now oh, we know that Jane does not have to come all the way to Mandeville to get boiled peanuts. You can go right to the Slidell Street Fair on the weekends right. and get boiled peanuts when you need them. Mm-hmm. To the farmer's market. That's right. There you go. There you go. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, Very you good. know, those those canned boiled peanuts, if you don't make it to a farmer's market to get boiled peanuts, those canned ones are not bad. They weren't bad. It was a little salty for my taste, but uh-huh. um, it uh, they'll do in a pinch. Yeah. A How, do these come in like a bag, just like a... You know, like a sealed bag or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a baggie, okay. a pint-sized baggie for three dollars. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, we okay. also bought some strawberries, a little, the little quart container thing of strawberries for, I think it was four dollars. Were those good? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very no, good. I haven't had any. I have to go get some. I haven't had mm-hmm. any. Yeah. Well, those those should be out every Saturday, also. I guess while they're in season. Well, we see them out a lot because on 190, around where we live, there's this gigantic trailer, and he's got just mounds of them, of the flats, and he's out not only on the weekends, I think he's out at other times too, but every time I pass, you need cash, and I don't have cash, and I don't feel like going to get cash, and that's why, that's mainly the reason I haven't gotten any. Mm, so. You have your little emergency stash. <laughs> well, I actually do have a hundred, but I don't want to break it because you know once you break it, the next time you look, it's gone. You know it's how that gone. goes. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I do. To see how long I can keep it solid. Anyway, uh, Tom used to carry that as like an emergency thing, and he kept it for years and years because Tom has self control and I do not. And so, oh, wow. um, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Now, that, now that I'm the keeper well, of the hundred dollar bill, I can't believe it's still around. <laughs> I have to get Sorry, smaller bills somehow and go get some strawberries before they're gone. And- yes. All right, Jane. Okay. Thank you for okay. calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Okay, uh, I'm going to slip in here something and throw you all a curveball and do my 
talk about the other platforms in at the end of the first hour because just because five five six nine six nine six as we head toward the top of the hour if you want to call us and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about having to do with food or wine or you know boiled peanuts give us a call i mean that is food but there are people who might question that um we got a surprising number of people who responded to the article that I wrote on Felix's from the newsletter. So I just want to pitch that you should go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, and have a look at what's there. We have all kinds of stuff, and our newsletter comes out twice a week. It is 3 o'clock, time for the top of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. You're listening to Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show here on WGSO, New Orleans. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans. ...is moving north to an anchor point. That's according to the Suez Canal Authority, paving the way to open the critical waterway and end days of global supply delays. A 911 operator is recalling watching Derek Chauvin kneel on George Floyd's neck during his arrest last May. Jenna Scurry calling her immediate supervisor because she was watching a live video feed of Floyd's arrest and telling the court she had a gut instinct something was wrong. I didn't know. You can call me a snitch if you want to, but we have the cameras up for 320's call. I don't know if they had use force or not. They got something out of the back of the squad, and all of them sat on this man. The prosecution playing the recording of the call when she took the stand today. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. President Biden has continued to travel over the weekend to his Delaware home. This as the CDC is continuing to advise people to avoid non-essential travel. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about the president and his traveling. Well, I would say that the president travels, as does the vice president, on a private plane. Um, that is the purview of every president and vice president throughout American history. Uh, that is, of course, different than traveling on a commercial flight and going to mass events. As you know, we don't. the president is not hosting rallies, nor is the, the vice president. We take uh, the role of um, sending, being models uh, quite seriously, uh, but I think most Americans would recognize the difference. Prosecutors in Seattle, Washington, are charging a Black Lives Matter activist with felony hate crime after he allegedly threatened multiple Asian Americans on two separate occasions earlier this month. And you're listening to USA Radio News.
Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. As Major League Baseball fans prepare for opening day this week, when can we expect to have stadiums at full capacity? Major League Baseball will begin its season later this week with all 30 teams welcoming fans back to ballparks at reduced capacity. When asked when he would feel comfortable about returning to large gatherings, Dr. Anthony Fauci told CBS's Face the Nation that if vaccinations continue at their current rate of around 2.6 million shots administered a day, we could see crowd restrictions begin to be rolled back by early summer. There are 50 million people in this country that are fully vaccinated. Clouds are going to increase tonight with the clouds tomorrow afternoon. We'll have some scattered afternoon showers or a thunderstorm. Rain chance is going to be minimal tonight and tomorrow morning. Overnight low, 50s to near 60. Tomorrow afternoon's highs warming up quite a bit again back to the upper 70s to near 80. Tomorrow night, not as chilly. Those loads of 60s under the clouds. Rounds of showers or thunderstorm. Wednesday afternoon, leaning is back to some cooler weather. Wednesday night and Thursday. Wednesday's highs of 80. Sunshine Thursday with highs in and in the mid-60s. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. It's the sound of the yes, it's you too. It's time now for the food show. We've used some of that up already, but we've got some more to better. We're going to make you even more sophisticated. And you'll eat better too. Lots of ideas. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Hi. Hi, how'd you get here? I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, and we're talking about food. Tom's been doing that for 33 years. Tom, do you realize in three months, 33 years. 30 years. Can you believe that in about five weeks, we will have been doing this show on this station for a year already? That blows my mind. Well, good. I'm glad we uh, had the chance to get rid of all that stuff. Totally blows my mind. Anyway, you would be shocked at the amount of emails and texts that uh, we get from people showing us what they ate, what they cooked, where they're going. (laughs) So I just got one about, Henry, have you been to Carl's Fried Chicken at the Roosevelt no, I don't think I have. Do you like fried chicken? I do, yeah. Who I doesn't like fried, like chicken. fried chicken? Who exactly. Yeah, who, who doesn't like fried chicken? Well, you know, at the Roosevelt, in the Fountain Lounge, there's a Monday ritual where you go and have family-style fried chicken with coleslaw and 
red beans, and a biscuit with honey. And this is $20 a person. And when you go with people that get this big heaping basket of fried chicken placed in front of you, and it's it's obscenely good. It's really spicy, though. I have to say, the last time I went, it was almost unpleasantly spicy. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if that was an aberration. I don't go as often as say Don the Gourmet Neighbor does, but um, I just was reminded of it, and I thought, oh, that does sound good. Anyway, I wanted to ask you if you had been, if you have not been, put that one on your list too. Five five six nine six nine six. It is Monday, and that means red beans in New Orleans, but it also means Carl's Fried Chicken at the Roosevelt Hotel. So uh, it, I was surprised that the reservations were that hard to come by when we went the last time. I think it went on my birthday, and that was sort of an odd choice for um, for a birthday dinner. But I. I wanted to because I love fried chicken and I love Carl's fried chicken, but I thought it was a little bit too spicy that night. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. We talk about food, and that's it. That's all we have been. Well, I've not been doing it nearly as long as Tom has, but um, it is all this show has ever been about. Nothing really political or controversial. Tom has always steered clear of controversy, which is probably a good thing. But um, it is, well, I mean, unless you want to talk controversial food, but that's what we're here for. Anyway, 5569696. We were talking about stuffed crab and about tartar sauce. So I'm adding the tartar sauce at Middendorf's to the best tartar sauce list out there because I like tartar sauce maybe more than your average person. But um, it's, it's good. Good stuff. There's an odd coincidence in your almanac today, Tom. It is that August Anheuser-Busch Jr., the longtime boss of Budweiser, was born today in 1899. And Frederick Pabst, for whom the brand of American beer is named, was also born today in 1836. So this is a good beer day. PBR, as they call it. If my father, who drank Pabst Blue Ribbon and loved it, if he was alive today, he would be shocked at how hip PBR has become. Let's go to Don, the gourmet neighbor. Ah. Speak of the devil and he shall appear or call in this instance. (laughs) How are you guys? We're just enjoying a beautiful day from inside. It is. It is spectacular. So let me just, I'm not calling for Carl's, but I will say that uh, that is not a normal thing. His chicken is not normally that spicy, no. So... Something happened okay. that day or to that batch okay. or, you know, maybe somebody okay. knocked something in. Who knows? Okay. So that's so, good to know anything. because I remember loving Carl's the first time I had it, loving mm-hmm. it the second time I had it, 
And yeah. then I sort of fell out of love with it the third time, although not really. Right. But then on my birthday, I was a little surprised by it. But I do want to go mm -hmm. back because I love the whole idea, you know. And now that it's in the Sazerac bar, it's even better. I know. E eating To think you're eating fried chicken in that historic bar is just, mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. a lot to think about when you're sitting there, for sure. It's a lot to think about. Really? It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's a cool thing. <laughs> You know, eating fried chicken, you sing of this I bar. think about how yummy the fried chicken is, but I do like the there bar and the murals on the walls, and it's really, it is yeah. nice. It's nice. It's a good environment. It's a it's an eclectic experience. You don't expect to it be is. eating something as pedestrian <clears throat> as fried right. chicken and coleslaw in a place like that. That's right, as you sip on a Sazerac. There you go. So, yeah. there you go. It, it, it's, it's definitely different. Yes, so, so we did ha we did have an interesting uh, little food weekend. Oh, did you? We, Let's uh, hear about it. Yeah, we went with uh, two of the neighbors. It was one of their birthdays to Grigri, which I had not been to in quite a while. Love and that Saturday place. Night, it was the perfect night. We were right on that corner table on the balcony, and it was mm. I think seven fifteen. So the sun was setting. It it was just perfect weather, perfect everything. From the server all the way through dessert, everything was just perfect. It was one of those, it was one of those meals. And um, we had started with, they have an oyster salad that's served like on a Boston lettuce with these blue cheese crumbles and these shaved radishes mm. with this really that's what you good can't help. sugar, it was a sugar cane vinaigrette, but not too, too sweet. Then well, we, uh, you we go shared a, go ahead, Tom. Almost. Hmm? Go ahead, Tom. You go to Boston and what? And uh, just open the door and close the door. It takes about that long. But, uh, Ron. You go to I, Boston and you probably are not going to see a fried oyster bib no. lettuce with blue cheese crumbles salad. You'll probably no, see yeah. radishes, but not, not the rest we'll of it. Radishes. Yeah. Yeah, I think radishes were just there for show, but they were good. We, did a, we also shared a chicken gizzard griot that I, I must tell you, it was sous vide, so you knew I was a fan right away. And it was served with a grit cake and with some caramelized peppers. And I don't even, that's not my thing, but that dip. sounds good. It was, we didn't order the appetizers, our friends did. And then uh -huh. it, it was delicious. You could have made a yeah, meal. Yeah, he's out. good. That guy's good. Oh, he's, he's Eric good. Cook is really, really good. If you yeah. go and you like a double cut pork chop, that is the place to go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one place you can't go wrong. You know, you can't no, go wrong. Yeah. And, and then right. they always have the Mississippi rabbit that's fricasseed. So whenever uh -huh. my wife sees rabbit, she's all in. That was delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the duck breast, which was really good. And I know he had some sort of fish that I really didn't pay attention to. But okay, uh, everything stop, was Let me ask you a question. Was the duck breast on the bone or was it fanned out? It was fanned out, I think. Oh, see, I'm not out. a fan. Yeah, Even Eric Cook, I would be suspicious yeah. if Eric Cook could please me with a fanned out yeah. duck breast. Well, it, it, looked, it looked good. He seemed to enjoy it, but I, I did not partake. So, uh -huh. so Sunday, Sunday we spent the day at the Windsor Court, and um, mm -hmm. we had some gift certificates at the spa that people had given us, so that was, that was nice. And we went downstairs and we met these same friends again, the Polo Lounge, and we had a nice little cocktail. I was, I was disappointed there are no bar snacks in the Windsor Court anymore because of you know why. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, 
You can't. Well, they're kind of really, it. really into it. They're really into it there. But Marianne, you can't bring me popcorn and nuts, but you can sell me a burger I, I, or, or charcuterie. I, no, no, I'm I not defending to, it. I'm yeah. just, this is why I'm saying yeah, it yeah. was depressing the last time I went. Well, even even the spa was depressing because you have to wear your mask. And there, there's That's what I'm nothing. saying. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, I went to take a shower. And it's like uh, hairspray, hair. No, we, we don't have any of that out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But whole other story. Yeah. So we, we wandered from there because it was happy hour at Dominica. And we just got, one of, you know, got a little small margarita pizza and four glasses of wine. And it was $30 plus tip. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happy hour is like, unreal. I know, I know. It's just, if it's, you it's did a check that was $30, if you did, did a check that was $30 did. with all yeah. of the wine, etc., that's, that's impressive. We, I gotta say. Then we, yeah. then it was such a pretty day. We took a walk, you know, we were just kind of doing this progressive thing. Uh, we took a walk, I guess it was about five o'clock to Jewel of the South. Oh, which oh. is such a beautiful old cottage with such a beautiful courtyard. I was disappointed because Phil is not back yet. I think he comes back this week. So they'll, they'll start doing their full menu this week. Uh-huh. So the only thing they, the only thing they had was Palm and Pine uh, was doing a pop-up in there. And they only had oh, three things okay. to choose from. And so we ordered a charcuterie. Well, mm-hmm. when you pay $22 for a charcuterie board, it should be more than something you could fit on a coffee saucer. And, I mean, that's what it was. And oh. I, like, I looked at this thing, I was like, $22, it's got some grapes, it's got some cornishons, and it has a piece of brie that you could stick on a, on a toothpick and eat as a you know, <laughs> passed around hors d'oeuvre. But I didn't say anything. <laughs> You should never you know, order charcuterie. Wait, let me say it right. Oh, charcuterie. You should never <laughs> order that because yours are so good yourself I'm that you good. should never you order those. I'm getting good. Yeah. I'm getting good. But you know, it's so inex- it's so inexpensive to make, and for twenty two dollars, it was like, okay, I didn't. Th- you know what? I really did appreciate. We had a really good server. And I did not realize that their wine prices by the glass there are astronomical. So we all had ordered a different (laughs) wine, and she came back, and she was very polite. She said, look, I just want to make sure you know, your wine was $38, your wine's $24, and yours is $32. By the glass? Yeah, I said, scratch all of that and bring me a list. (laughs) By the glass? But I thought it was very special and very sweet of her to come tell yes, us. Yes, yes. Most yes. people just would have said, it really, "Let it go." Yeah. You know? so I, <gasps> wow. So I took. I was very. I was very nice to her because I thought that was very nice. Well, there must have been some so, incidents when people found that out. You know what I mean? Probably. So, <laughs> so we so we left there. We left. That's a cool there. little place, wandering. though. It's a cool little place. Oh, it's a cute little place. Yeah, but I, cool. I'll go back when Phil's back and his food's back. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll check it out then. Okay. Uh, then we wandered on, and Crescent City Books has moved from across the street uh, from the Roosevelt, where it had been to the left of the uh, church. It had been there for about five years. I don't know if, if you've ever been in there. So we were walking down charters, I believe, and we, you know, it was, it was getting dark, and all of these books were lit up in this beautiful little bookstore, and when we see books, we're going. And I walk in, and whose book is the first book I see but Tom Fitzmaurice, Hungry Town. 
So applause, I had to, I, Henry. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to purchase. Is that a used bookstore? Is that a no, 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 no? Oh, cool. no. Now they do have some old, very old used books in there, uh-huh. and uh-huh. some very old used map, old maps that were very cool. But no, it, it's a mixture of new and old. As a matter of fact, there's only one copy left of Hungry Town there. Yeah, so they're, they're not that yeah, easy to find. That's why I asked you. Okay. No, I was glad. I mean, look, when, I, when we walked in, we said, "Look, we've all got to buy a book. We've, we've got to support mm-hmm. this place. We've all got to buy a book." So the four of us all picked the book. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to. You see will love that book. It's a great thing. It's a good book. I can't wait to read it. I can't believe yeah. I haven't read it yet. I can't believe you haven't read it either. I know. So I'm going to Carl's tonight. I did not eat all day. And something else to know about Carl's, when it, when it first started, everyone was required to order. They don't make you do that anymore. Okay. So, like, if you have four people at a table and you just want to order two orders, they'll let you do that now. Uh-huh. So you don't okay. have 373 pieces of chicken on your table. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. you, don't, you don't have all to right. order at all. So. But I like That's the 373 pieces of chicken on your table. I think it's kind of, I like it's, it's a cool kind of way to do it. All right. We're going to take a break. Yeah, very we'll cool. Take a break. Thank take you, John. We have Steve right. waiting on the line. We'll be back after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. It's good to feel young. Let's go to Steve. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm great. How are you? Well, that's a, that's fantastic, an exaggeration. Fantastic. I'm I'm holding on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds more real. Uh, we went to the new place that took over where KG's was. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the name of that place again? It's it's like Sellers Louisiana Kitchen or something like that. Yeah, it's it's something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think? Well, we, my wife and I decided Saturday night we wanted an oyster loaf. Mm-hmm. And so we called around to a few places, and they were all, you know, reasonable, like uh, Felix's, and they were like $19. Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, let's just see what this is. And we called them, and theirs was thirteen ninety-five, And we said, it's got a lot of oysters, you know, enough oysters. And the girl said, oh, yeah, absolutely. So we ordered two of them. She went down and got them, and there were probably 20 oysters on each one of them, hmm. and fried really nice, and a good portion of french fries came with each one of them. Hmm. And the french fries weren't great. They were okay. They were seasoned fries, you know, the, uh, and, but I was, you know, very, I, mean, I ended up taking half of my loaf. And just taking the oysters off of it and just eating the oysters, I was stuffed. And like I said, they were very tasty. That sounds good. That so sounds we really will good. definitely go back and try some other stuff there. But, you know, I was just like, that's oysters are expensive. 
they are expensive, and that is a heck of a deal. You know, I always thought that KG's was good. Did you like KG's? Yes, I did. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's not my vibe, but, you know, I thought that the food was good. She worked her tail off. I liked her. Her husband was a grump. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, she can be pretty grumpy herself, but I I like her. And um, and I, I was always impressed with how she built that business. I mean, she was a grinder. And, um, and I'm glad that she's retired because now she can have some fun, but I didn't expect the place to change very much because I'm sure that, you know, she bought the, you know, bought it right out with the recipes and everything. So, uh, and those recipes were from Bozo's. So, I mean, how far wrong can you go with that? You know? Well, like I said, we just got the the oyster loaf sandwiches, but Uh uh, the rest, the the menu did not remind me of KG's that much. Really? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. That's now interesting. we weren't we didn't go inside to eat there. We just picked it up. Uh huh. So I'm not gonna say that they aren't. Yeah. But, uh, okay. That that did not. I did not come off thinking that they were just okay. reopening KG's. Okay. Well, um, so, I I am intrigued. We you know that's not a place we are very much, you know, we're Covingtonians, so yeah, we don't like really... Mandevillians, yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, you kind of hang... Well, I won't say everybody hangs in the neighborhood as much as we are these days, but um, but we do venture down there, and I just, I pass it, in a, and I'm not, like, going someplace to eat, and I go, you know, I gotta, I gotta try that place. So I'm glad you said that, because... Maybe I'll be more motivated to go and and get a an yeah, oyster well, we'll loaf the next do time. It time this weekend, I want to do the um, oh the place right across from the library. What's the name of that? The art of oh the Dumont's. Kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Did you did that. you make it there yet? Have no, you made we're it there? Probably okay. Go this weekend. Okay. All right. Want to report on that for sure? Yes. So, All right. Sounds good. But other than that, uh, we went to Felix's. Started. Did you see the? No menu no. piece on Felix's? No. What would you, <laughs> you say? Well, you know, I was a little bit leery about writing what I wrote because it was not complimentary. If but you're going to be a food critic, you got to write what you think. No, no, I did. I wrote exactly what I, I think. Know, but I, I, tend, I tend to... Um, really kind of pick apart thing. So even if I really kind of overall hate something, there's probably something in it that I liked well, also, you know? Of course. So, um, I mean, it's really rare when I'm just like, oh my God, there's just nothing worth right. saying here. So there were a couple of things that were bright spots, but for the most part, I do not, I am not a fan of Felix's. And so uh, I was surprised at the amount of feedback that I got. Usually we'll get something, but this was like more than usual. And it was pretty much, yeah, totally right. You know, that's exactly what I think. And and it was, um, I kind of expected some pushback on it, but there was no pushback. So, uh, but anyway, if you want to read it, it is, you're not, you're not a subscriber, Steve? No, no, oh. you won't send it to me in Braille. Well, have your and, wife and you read it. It's on the website. It's and you won't website. call me up and read it to me either. 
No, you're right about that. I will not okay. do that. Yes. <laughs> All right. 556-9696 five, five, six, six, six is the number. All right. We are talking about food as we always do. I am sitting here waiting, just waiting for this water that Tom just placed on the floor to be knocked over. So when Henry takes an unexpected break in the middle of my conversation, you will know that that has indeed occurred. And I am running to go and pick it up. Tom, why don't you just drink that water? That's a good idea, I think. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking food. That's all we do. We were talking about fried chicken and Tom. You know that um, you know KG's down in Mandeville. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. It's sw- well, it's not KG's anymore. It's no. somebody else. And Steve just anyway. called and said that he picked up an oyster poor boy there. Mm-hmm. That was a really great value. It was like $13 and really loaded with oysters, fried oysters. So next time you have an oyster craving, which will be tonight, uh, it's probably not open tonight, though. But we will have to try that because that sounds like uh, a good find for us. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here. We want to talk to you about food. That's it. That's all we do. Tom's deaf dining rule number seven. Usually there are three digits, so number seven. I don't know why, but anyway. All other things being equal, a new pleasure beats the repetition of an old one. Now, you know, I think that's generally true. I think that's generally true. But I think there are some pleasures that are so pleasant that the old ones are right up there with the new ones. The old ones give you such tremendous comfort that, you know, I think generally though that statement is true. The old kitchen sage today says, what seems like the right amount of lemon juice in your hummus recipe then add that much again. It strikes flavor-heightening battle with the bitterness of the garlic and the chickpeas. I just can't get enough of lemon. You know, Tom, you drink a lot of orange juice, and you've always been an orange juice fanatic. And I would say that that is true of me with lemons. I love lemons. And in fact, (laughs) if you've had lunch with me, you will see that the glass of tea that I am drinking by the end of the lunch is more lemons than tea. Got like a whole stack of it. What? A lot of people think what? I think I'm cute. Yeah, I think you're cute too. Bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Yes, Tom. Uh Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Starting today, all Louisianans 16 and older, regardless of occupation or health status, are eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine, and 5th District Congresswoman-elect Julia Letlow made a personal appeal to those on the fence about getting their shot. Her husband, Luke, died of COVID just days before he was set to be sworn in as the 5th's congressman. Congresswoman Letlow says getting vaccinated can prevent more tragedies like that. I've witnessed firsthand its life-saving capabilities, and uh, I'm just a huge proponent of the vaccine. 
And if you're in southeast Louisiana and haven't been vaccinated yet, drop by the Shrine on Airline or Old Zephyr Stadium for Vaccine Fest hosted by Auctioner Health. Medical Director of Infection Prevention, Dr. Catherine Baumgarten, says they'll be vaccinating over 6,000 people from now until tomorrow. And there's also the ability to have people walk up. So from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., people can drive up, they can walk up, anybody can come and get a vaccine without an appointment. LRN. The holiday season is an important but busy time for Louisiana families. Our goal is to help them save time for enjoying the company of their loved ones. The Incredible Egg makes the most of the holiday season by offering tasty recipes sure to delight. Visit LAEggs.com for time-saving recipes, ideas, and tips on the versatility of eggs. This message is brought to you by the Louisiana Egg Commission and the Certified Louisiana Farm to Table Program. I'm Commissioner Mike Strain reminding you to include the Incredible Egg at your holiday table. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape. Shop online for the Steel AK Homeowner Series starting at just $199.99. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, yes indeed. Uh, today, in 1897, Victor Mills was born. Mm. I would say, do you know who that is? But I'm sure you don't. But you did at one time because you wrote it, Tom. In the Almanac today, Victor Mills, the story of Victor Mills, uh, just three lines worth. He lived to be 101, which gave him time to achieve several major advances in the food world. His method of milling flour for cake mix made Duncan Hines into the country's dominant cake mix brand. He figured out a way of keeping the oil in peanut butter from separating out, and Jif was born. Then he devised the method of stacking potato chips that led to Pringles. So we have a lot to be thankful to Victor Mills today, especially Pringle eaters, although there are equally many, I think, people who would curse him for that. I don't know. I think a good Pringles is okay if you really need to have a potato chip and you need a little tiny canister instead of a bag. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I over the weekend made major strides in finishing the metal basket that I'm weaving. 
which is going to be a piece of folk art. And it is made out of those metal binders that are no longer used for stacking lumber, but were at one time, and I saved them to eventually do this, which is finally happening now. But the point of it is that it is going to house my herb garden, which makes me laugh just to think of it because I'm such a black thumb, but I'm determined to have on my new table for the deck a giant herb garden. And one of the things that I want to do, and I'm probably going to do it when I get off the air, is plant, I want to experiment with this. I'm going to plant some coriander seeds just for yucks to see if it grows into a cilantro plant. And my sister, who's got a green thumb and who's complaining about how proliferate her fennel is, I'm going to have to get some of that from her. But she said that her parsley, which is the most beautiful parsley plant I've ever seen in my life, is going to seed. So I'm going to see if I can get some seeds for parsley from her. So my new adventure and experiment is going to be an herb garden. I almost chuckle when I say that because my experiments in gardening never really turn out very well. As a matter of fact, I'm a, um, I'm a plant rescuer, but I don't actually rescue the plants. Like I go to Lowe's and I buy those, you know, sad plants in the, in the gardening section. And then I, I revive them for a while and they get really nice and then I let them die after that. So it's like I prolong their death, which is, you know, too bad. But that's kind of the way it goes for me. But I do want to I do want to have a nice herb garden for the rare cooking adventures that I make. Five five six nine six nine six. For some reason, Tom, today black forest cake is in your almanac. And I'm looking for the place that you mention it, but I don't see it anywhere. Black Forest Cake is one of those inventions of, what, the 20th century that you don't see very much now. I think you can still see it in a place like um, Jean-Luc's Bakery. Wait, what's the name of that bakery? Jean-Luc Albin has a bakery which is not coming to mind right now and um he has i think black forest cakes you can also see black forest cake in um grocery store bakeries bakery sections what is a black forest cake again tom it's like a is it a devil's food which one black forest cake oh oh uh, i don't know okay i think I think its base is like a, um, I think it's a like devil's food cake. Maybe it's got coconut. I have to look it up and see what it is. Darren is with us. Hello, Darren. Darren. Hey, I'm here. Hey. Hey, just wanted to um, to give you a little, just food update. So. 
Sunday, was it Sunday? Yes, Sunday. Sunday was absolutely beautiful, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. So we went to Mid-City, and we went to Blue Oak on mm-hmm. Carrollton and Dumaine, and it was really, really good. The, the Brussels sprouts are so good. Okay, so Darren, yeah. down the street, one of the most fascinating things to me in town is comparing certain places that do the same thing. So right down the street from Blue Oak is Fry. Yep. Describe the differences in those two places to me. I have my own opinion. I'm curious okay. to hear what yours is. So, and, and I will, I'm going to preface by saying that we actually have family in some way involved at Fry. That being said, okay. I would never say this to be disrespectful. I think Blue Oak is better, and here's why. I think Blue Oak, to me, from the vibe to the way in which the food is served and the way in which the food is prepared, it just represents what I think of barbecue. The meat, whatever it is, is cooked to perfection. It is in no way slathered with sauce so if you if you want to put sauce you can but you can eat it as it is and i just i I find that the flavor the uh uh, from the moment it's in it's it's i walk in and and i pick it up through smell just to, to the moment i put it into my mouth it's just it's what i think of is really Good barbecue. I find fry is good, but fry to me reminds me a little bit of like when you would go to maybe Corky's or Luther's. If that makes even is that your sense. favorite? Is Blue Oak your favorite in town? Is is Blue Oak your favorite barbecue in town? I think probably it is, um, okay. but I've not I've not visited. Every every place that's available. So I probably I say that a little have bit. Have you guarded. done Central City? Have you done Central City? I have not. What about the I, joint? I have done the joint. Okay. I just you know what? I, like, and I'll give you an example. I had the chopped. I did brisket, but I, I like it chopped. Mm-hmm. Something about when they chop it, I feel like it even releases more of the flavor. And then I, I love a good smoke. The, the turkey was so well done, so moist, juicy, but that smoke ring with that smoke flavor. I just think their pit masters get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's again, interesting. I, I, I find, no, you're right. It's not just you. It's not, and what you're saying is not just you. You have, you have articulated everything, I think, about those two places and certainly about Blue Oak. Um, But I find it a fascinating dichotomy, those two places. They both have their followers, but the clientele at each place is so distinctly different, don't you think? Uh, Well, here's the thing I love about Blue Oak, and it's kind of goofy for me to say this as a 50-year-old, 
Your daughter would love it. I, it's got a funky vibe. In fact, my daughter, who's away at college, she's, she'll be 21 in a few weeks. We, we sent her a picture of, of the food, and she FaceTimed us. She's just dying like, when, we, when I come home for the summer, can we go? It's, it's, it's yeah. that, just that New Orleans mid-city, that vibe that... The young, you it's would... a young place. It's the Instagram crowd. It's, that's, to me, but if you... I go into Blue Oak, and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm up there too, so it's like, I'm not saying, I love going to places like that. But I also find it really interesting down at Fry, it's more the working drivers. Absolutely. Of, you know, it's the working people down at Fry, and it's the hipster crowd, whether you're a 50-year-old hipster or a 22-year-old hipster, it's the younger, hipper crowd down at Blue Oak, and it's the older-fashioned kind of people down at Fry. And I just, and I, I, I wonder what it is about a place that attracts a certain clientele. And this is any place and any clientele. I am fascinated when I go into a place, not only do I check out the drinking glasses and the silverware, but the people in there. What is it about this place that brings in these people? And what is it about another place that brings in another group? I, I, I'm just... Now, now Mary, you know. I'll say this. Sunday, we sat outside. It was obviously beautiful. Mm-hmm. There was the mixture. So you could see like the, the students that had come in maybe from Tulane or Loyola. With their You parents. can identify that almost yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. But you could also see the young, because remember, I grew up in that neighborhood, so you could see the young families that have moved into that neighborhood, so mom, dad, toddler, stroller. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we did, I did see someone that was probably old enough to be my, my mother and father. But, but yes, overall, it's definitely the vibe of, like you said, the Instagram yeah. or the Snapchatter. Yeah. yeah. No, and down no the street are the are the the regular people. Those are the people down at Fry. And and it's just it's really interesting. And I wonder, is what they're doing so different? What is it that makes a person identify with one place versus the other? Now, I I also agree. I think the food is much better at now. Blue no Oak. doubt, no doubt. It's, of course, growing up in Mid City, my grandmother spent from 1955 until just a few years ago on Taft and Dumaine. We lived on Dumaine. We lived on Sherwood Forest across the street. No doubt Blue Oak wins for location. <laughs> that corner, that corner, Marianne, you've got Pandora's was just rocking and rolling. Uh-huh. And then a place I've not been to, but I wanted to ask you about, the Toops Meadery, that place was rocking and rolling. Uh-huh. Toops Meadery is super hip. Toops Meadery is, Toops Meadery makes the Blue Oak crowd, well, it's all the same crowd, really, but yeah, Toops is, is really hip. There's Toops, and then there's, uh, is there, I'm not sure if their second location is still hanging in there, but um, it, yeah, it's not. And okay. I call that pocket, I, I was explaining to my, to my son, of course, the streetcar passes, you hear it before you see it. You know, I call it life along the line. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the azaleas are in full bloom. You know how Mid-City is. It's just, it was picturesque on Sunday. Yeah. 
And then there's that bar, I cannot remember the name of it, Marianne, next to Blue Oak. That place is always popping, always has been. It's directly next door. Um, But but it was really, really good. And and the Brussels sprouts are just, it's like eating candy. There's a char and a sweetness. No, it's good. It's good stuff. Those guys are good. There's no two ways about it. That place is good. Somebody asked about, speaking of Carrollton, there's a converted Burger King that's now a fried chicken joint. I think that might be on the other side of Carrollton, it closer is. to the river. What's, what's that place? You know, I'm not familiar. I, I know what you're referencing. I'm not familiar with it. I think it's closer Where to Claiborne. Where is it? I don't know what I'm referencing. I think it's closer to Claiborne. Okay. Or maybe right, Tulane. To Are you talking about Nola Chick that opened in the old Waffle House? Well, oh, no. Burger King. Burger King, okay. Yeah, on I'm, Carrollton. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is that what we're yeah. talking about, Henry? I think so. This is on the corner of Tulane and Carrollton here, and it just opened in an old Waffle House. I'm pretty sure this is what you're talking about. Nola Chick is the and name. Maybe that. Have you been? I have not. And I have okay. not. I have not. Okay. And, and Marion, the other thing I do want to try at Blue Oak, I've not done it because I'm such a traditionalist and I'm also a, just a creature of habit. But mm-hmm. every time I go, I, I look at the wings. They look like they're to die for, the smoke wings. And yeah. everyone rants and raves about their nachos. They look I, so I was, good. I was about to say, do that. Do that. Those are really great. Yeah. All right, we gotta gotta Good move along, Darren. You. Thank you. I'm so behind on a break. All right, always a pleasure. Five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to us, we're here to talk about food for just a few more minutes. So give us a call. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here just a few more minutes. We'd love to talk to you. Nola Chick was in a Burger King. Um, that was texted to me at the break. So, um, so Henry, it might've been a Waffle House at one time, but it was a Burger King and you can take that to the bank. (laughs) All right. Uh, it's the way it was presented to me. All right. Uh, Jack Melin. Yes. It's in Hammond. Terrific. Yes. It's a drive. Yes. It is worth it. It is in that 10% of delicioso places that you will remember. Josh Garrick is in the kitchen cooking up fantastically delicious food. That's what the owner, Paul Murphy, who has been in the business mm-hmm. for 43 years. He's a great enophile. He is a great uh, recognizer of talent, and he has had great chefs all through the years. Josh Garrick is his newest and uh, been around for a long time. He is a huge fan, and so are we. Jack Millen is a great place for brunch, 
for Tuesday night steak night tomorrow night, for a wedding, for a party. They have a beautiful patio. If you are looking for a romance, a lot of little places to huddle up with the person that you're digging on. It is delicious food in a romantic environment. Six different fireplaces in the historic house. A great wine list. As I said, Paul is really into wine. Jack Mel Inn. If you have not been, it's a great destination place. Try it the next time you're looking for a little drive and some great food. Friday, perfect time to try it. Two-course lunch, $15. And we're not talking about throwaway stuff. We're talking about beautiful, delicious, well-thought-out dishes. Jack Melian is located at 903 East Morris in Hammond. That phone number, if you want to make a reservation, and you should, 985-542-0043. We are just about out of time here. And we would love for you to give us a call before we wind it up for the day. Tom, you talk about player pianos in the Almanac today. Um, William Fleming received a patent for an electronic player piano in 1899 on this date. And you talk about pianos and restaurants. I know that Tom is a big believer in pianos and restaurants. And um, when we were dating, we would always wind up just coincidentally at a place where there was a piano. And just coincidentally, Tom would want to sing a few songs with the piano player. And yeah, I, I married him anyway. <laughs> That's a few too many times it was it was a pattern destined to be repeated many times over but now it's kind of rare to see a piano player in a restaurant and much more likely that you would see a piano playing by itself which is a pity because the real ones are so much better but um i think they've all been sort of banished for covid and now you can see pianos in restaurants playing by themselves, Martinos on the North Shore comes to mind, rather than an actual uh, pianist. I know Tony Mandina has a piano, but I don't know if anyone's there, which is another, you know, COVID casualty. So I hope that does come back. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, do it. We would love to talk to you. Yesterday was National Paella Day. I love paella. Do you like paella, Tom? Paella. Uh, not particularly. No, really? Really? Yeah, it's, uh, you have to put it pretty care, good, careful to make getting reaction. Chris Caragiorgio had a gigantic paella yeah. pan that he used to use at catering events. And I know that the only other place that I've seen a paella pan that large is on the wall at Care Restaurant and Supplies. And the reason it's on the wall is that someone had ordered it and then didn't pick it up or something. And so now it's sort of a conversation piece. But um, it's, it's nice to see a big paella pan. And I think that if you're having paella 
in that quantity, you can really enjoy it. I like paella. I prefer jambalaya, but I, I definitely also like paella, which is kind of interesting because I don't like jambalaya that resembles paella, i.e. meats and seafoods in the same mix. And of course, the seasonings are different, but uh, I think a good paella can be really delicious. We have been able to find a restaurant. We've always been able to find a restaurant around New Orleans that serves paella until very recently. We never needed more than the fingers of one hand to count them, nor were the ones we found especially good, again, until recent years with the broadening of all ethnic dining in New Orleans. Always, any chef that made this most famous of Spanish rice dishes could be counted on to be very proud of it, enough so that paella is usually the most expensive item on menus that offer it. Paella comes in many forms with a long list of possible ingredients, but it simmers down to this. Rice, olive oil, and stock, usually chicken, are cooked in a big pan with poultry, sausages, or seafood, usually and seafood, plus peas, beans, and savory vegetables. It's flavored with saffron, if it's a good version. In the cheaper editions, anato gives the color of saffron, but not the unmistakable flavor and aroma. The dish originally came from Valencia, but now you can eat it in most parts of the world. There's some question as to whether jambalaya is a direct descendant of paella, but it's certainly related by way of the connection between the Spanish West Indies and Louisiana. Saffron is, as everyone knows, one of the most expensive ingredients in the world. It was the most expensive for a while, but I don't know if it's still, because sometimes those things change. But um, it's, it's as hard to find real saffron as it is to find real cinnamon. And I've not been inclined to make paella, but um, it, is, it is interesting when it's found. Lola on Esplanade is a good place to find it. Also, Barcelona tapas. And beyond that, I think you can sometimes run into paella in town as a special. In Valencia, Spain, where it originates, uh, it is right on the Mediterranean, and there's a long list of restaurants that are on the beach there. And absolutely every single one of them has a paella dish, and you could just go from one to another eating paella, but, I mean, we did two different versions. We didn't do a lot of different versions, but they're very, very similar and uh, always delicious. I think I mentioned this before. We picked up a, we, we brought some back with us. I mean, we were travelers, so we couldn't really eat it. But um, the takeout container was a plastic paella pan. And it is outside being used by the doggy sometimes. 5569696 is the number. I want to mention that... This is the 75th anniversary of WGSO, and because of that, they are celebrating with their 75 for 75 campaign. They are celebrating not only 75 years broadcasting as the voice of the Crescent City and also the only news talk locally owned station, 
but also they are a 501c3 corporation now, which means that if you go to their beautiful new website, wgso.com, you will see a button that says donate. If you click it, your donation is tax deductible. They'll be doing this all year to celebrate the anniversary. So please be part of the 75 for 75 campaign by donating to the station. Your funds will be used to improve things across the board at WGSO. So WGSO.com, check it out, please. And happy anniversary to the station. NoMenu.com is where we would like you to go if you have missed a part of the show. You will find it on NoMenu.com under The Food Show. Those are the podcasts. We keep them up to date. Henry, please send over Fridays and today's after the show. And we can stay up to date. We have our recipes there, 400 some odd of them. That's where our dining diary is. The archives uh tom's endless amount of information generic about food is there it's also where you can sign up for our newsletter and get all of that delivered to your inbox twice a week nomenu.com n-o-m-e-n-u.com we have instagram at the new orleans menu please follow us there please tell a friend about the show they can download it on the simple radio app free type in 990 new orleans Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and we'll be back tomorrow. WGSO New Orleans News Time. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. Within the next three weeks, President Biden speaking more about the eligibility expansion at a White House event. I'm directing my COVID team to ensure there is a vaccine site within five miles of 90% of all Americans. Pharmacies offering vaccinations will soon increase to nearly 40,000 across the United States. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott is worried illegal immigrants being brought to his state for processing will spread coronavirus. They are being handled appropriately, I am told, but what is happening to the adults that have been exposed to those children who have COVID? He says the kids will stay at a handful of shelters across the state. And you're listening to USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 